The Fearless Launching Show was created to answer the question, how can I launch my big idea to the world in the most simple, straightforward way possible and reach more of the right people? I'm your host, Ann Samoylov, and I've been helping six and seven figure business owners launch for over a decade. And while I love geeking out about improving launches, new launch strategies, what's working, what's not working, I'm also obsessed with exploring the heart, the mind, the challenges of running your own business. And that's what we're going to do each and every week. I want to show you how to launch that course or coaching program or other creative work and navigate the journey of being an online entrepreneur. So if you're ready for some new perspectives, some new stories around launching, well, I can't wait to share those with you. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Fearless Launching Show. I am your host, Anne Samoylov. Today, we are delving into a topic that many course creators eventually encounter after they've launched something or been running their programs for a while. And that is the decision to sunset your online course. Now, all business owners are going to have to evaluate their products and their services throughout the life of their business and that's all great. Today, we are focused specifically on you. If you have an online program, an online course, or a digital product even that you've been selling for some time or even a short period of time, and that is your main business. You are an online product program course creator. Okay, so let's dive in. Sunsetting a course can be a complex and emotional process. But it really is a natural part of the journey for many educators and entrepreneurs. And in today's episode, we're going to explore some of those reasons behind this decision. And also, I have some step-by-step planning action for you all on how to actually do so gracefully. I'm also going to get real on the emotions and attachments that often hold us back from making these decisions and perhaps continuing to sell something that no longer serves us, our clients, our customers, or the business, really. Let's go with the first thing, and that is why do we sunset our online course to begin with? Why would you even make this decision? First of all, when you are considering sunsetting your online course, there's a lot of things to look at. Understanding the reasons that you might want to do this can help you evaluate if it's the right decision for your situation. So as we're going through today, I want you to keep this in mind and just ask yourself the questions like, huh, I didn't think this was an option for me. I don't, I definitely don't want to do that or I want to think about this. So keep in mind that this is actually going to be part logic, asking these questions to yourself And then part intention and part heart because it's your business and you did this business, you created this business for a specific reason and you have to make sure that you are living up to that vision. Sometimes you can get away with selling a course forever and ever as long as it's supporting and furthering someone else in some way. And maybe you're all past it, but as long as that course is current, relevant, and is actually providing value for the customers who are going through it, then 
that's okay too. I want to just say this. This is not a call to sunset your online course. I just want you to know there are some reasons why you might think about it. And the first that I just alluded to is outdated content. One really common reason to sunset your course is stuff is just outdated. Over time, information changes. The way information is delivered changes. Industries evolve. Technologies advance. And if your course can no longer provide up-to-date and relevant knowledge, it might be time for a refresh or a complete overhaul or So if you teach, I'm just thinking of an example that this will be really clear cut for everyone. And that is if you teach a platform based program that is like I'm thinking of Periscope, I'm thinking of even Twitter. I've known courses that are based based around a software of some sort. Sometimes those things are no longer used. People just moved on to something else, or it's literally the interface looks different, the way people use it is different, whatever that case is. I think you just need to ask yourself with something like a platform specific type of program where you're teaching someone how to do something based on something's existence in the marketplace, you really want to be like, okay, what value is this providing now? Is there an audience still for this thing? Are people still looking for this? Now, In that case, I made a note here to say you don't have to trash it, though, because I'll I'll give you the hint about this now is that even if there's outdated content, you want to look at the foundational bit of what all that content in your course means. Are there lessons that you could take out that aren't related to that specific platform, that specific software, whatever you were teaching, that you can apply to another relevant software, relevant platform. Generally, that is a great way to not lose the content, just apply it elsewhere, essentially. Something that often goes along with outdated content actually is, and this is a tough one that I've personally faced, and that's a flood of the same content in other courses. You may be tired of not standing out and not getting the same sales you once got simply because the flood of courses teaching exactly what you teach is just overwhelming. And can we say (laughs) everyone has a launch story they think they need to turn into a course? That just annoys me to no end. I think that you can definitely teach what you learn But do you want to create a full on, oh, now you're going to just teach about launches because you had a great launch? I don't think those kinds of decisions are sound business making decisions. Of course, it annoys me as well. But that's beside the point. Now, in a flooded market, it doesn't mean that you have to sunset your course. That just means there's more people maybe interested in that thing. But you may want to think about how to stand out as audiences have more choices, they're more savvy, they're looking for some specific things, and you're going to have to get really specific on who your course is for and who you are a good teacher and who you serve. You need to really get clear on that ideal customer. Okay, another reason why you might be considering sunsetting a course or an online product of some sort. Maybe you've got a personal or professional shift that's happening, something behind the scenes 
or not so behind the scenes. As a course creator, your expertise and interests may evolve. You might have things that are happening in your personal life that require you to, you just don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> or maybe you're like, I want to go take that opportunity. You may find that your current course no longer even aligns with your passions or goals or areas of expertise. Maybe you're just like so out of it that you're just like, no, if this, does this sound like you? If it does, I just want you to ask yourself like that. If you have thought about closing a course or closing a product, does the thought of your course bore you? Does it align with your passion still? Do you wish you could expand and maybe share more? in your space, perhaps not what you have been teaching? Those are just a few questions just to ask yourself. One of the one of the other reasons why people consider sunsetting their course, and, and this can happen after a year, six months, one launch, or 12 years, or 10 years, or five years, whatever the case is for you. Declining enrollment is that, and it's a concern for some creators. If you've noticed a consistent drop in the number of students enrolling or completing your course, it could be an indicator that the course no longer meets the needs or expectations of your target audience, but that doesn't necessarily mean you want to just call it quits. I think that there's a few things you have to do when there's declining enrollment of any kind, and that's go back into the audience, find out what they need. Are they getting what they need, that same audience? I don't mean your current customers, people before they buy what you have to offer. You can certainly get insight from your existing customers on what is still needed, but that creates a whole new offer if you think about it. But regardless, if this is you, I want you to get clear on how long things have been in decline or only selling ho-hum and perhaps give yourself one more launch, one more promotion, whether you do live launches or you have an evergreen or one more month of the evergreen, however you generally sell your course, think about giving yourself a deadline and then also look for ways to, to improve the program without doing a ton, but also to serve your, maybe it's just not reaching the right people or your target audience needs something a little bit extra. Okay. So one other reason, let me just see if this is the reason. Yeah, this is the final reason. And I think this is something that I'm definitely paying attention to when courses do this right. I'm like, wow, they are really paying attention to what people need, want, what, what is not even just best practices, what is best human practices in our online space. So there may be ethical, regulatory, inclusivity, accessibility, all of those things, issues that come into play. So changes in laws can change a ton of content. I'm thinking email marketing, for instance. There might even be some questionable examples that you've used in the past that no longer work and should be removed and should be changed and should be thought through. And they may require content updates. And it's up to you to know if that's just going to be, if it's just going to be too much, if it's going to be impractical or impossible to implement for you, your team. And like I said, the 
along with this is that inclusivity, accessibility, language, examples. You need to be able to look at the program through a different lens. I actually recommend getting someone else to look at the program through that different lens for you. Maybe even other people to say, you can just say, hey, can you look at this? And also look at what other people are doing. I've seen some amazing work in this area and it, it actually challenges me to go, oh man, yeah, I need that. That's not even a on the wish list. That's a need right now that the course must have this. And I want to ask one question before we move on to planning the sunset. If any of the above resonates with you or is bringing up questions in your mind, journal through it. Is it time to sunset your online course in its current form or perhaps altogether? I'm not going to tell you that you need to sunset it completely. But one kind of thought in this section that I want to say to you, and that is sometimes... We make promises at the beginning of our business where we're like, lifetime access. And then 12 years later, 15 years later, someone bought your course for $97 and then they keep coming back and they're like the loudest customer. They keep needing support and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Not to say that is a bad thing, but it can, it shows you that, okay, you know what? This program is done in its form. And there might be another program that uses some of the same core content that I have used in this program, but we're going to move forward and we're going we're gonna to be a little bit more responsible with the way that we make promises in our business just to get the sale. Okay. And if you want to talk to me more about that, definitely send it for one of those refocus sessions because those are like whatever you want to talk about and it's, they're free. There's at least a couple a week available and you can just grab those. I think they'll be in the show notes. Okay. So part two in this episode about sunsetting your course. So you've decided to sunset, even if you don't really have a plan yet for what's going to come next. Okay. Once you've made that decision, it's essential just to plan the process carefully. Also, it's important to sunset the current course in its current state. Even if you're not sure there will be another version or a program created from this content in the future, you need to wrap it up with a nice little bow. And uh, here's a quick step-by-step -step plan it's not really step-by-step, step, but it's like a step plan to guide you through it. And make your plan first. Include any ideas or plans for the future in that plan so that what's going to happen, okay? But first, close one door before opening another. <laughs> All right. So first thing, you want to give some advance notice. Step one is really providing that to your actual students, people who have bought the program, people who are still in the program, because transparency is crucial. With someone like with my program, Fearless Launching, it is critical that I let people know my decisions because it's this whole meta universe, really, because I'm actually showing how I'm I have to be a good example. I'm not perfect. I'm human. And so sometimes I don't communicate perfectly. But depending on the complexity of your course and the extent of changes you're going to make, I think, or 
what you're going to do, like maybe it's just going to be gone forever, <laughs> not just sitting there. Consider notifying your students several months in advance. You can put Facebook posts in your group. You can send them emails. You can send them personal voice memos. You can mention it if you do Q&A calls, whatever the case is for you. Give people the chance to know and know what's going to happen and also ask questions. To this end, communication is super important. Again, when, what happens to their access, what you're planning to do with the content. Is there a deadline to download everything? I've seen that before. What's next? Is this, is there going to be a way for them to get support in the future? Maybe not. Maybe yes. Include them in the process and they still maintain their kind of connection to you because, and, and also even moving a course can mean a lot of communication. Sadly, like I said, it's impossible to make sure every single person gets the message because of deliverability, people paying attention or not paying attention, but you can do your best and then handle it on a case-by-case -case basis as people reach out to you, which is what happens to me in the past, like for programs and little courses that no longer exist. So the next thing to really think through is that content transition. Is it staying where it is? Do people have access to it for as long as you have access to the thing? Is it going to get updated? If that all of that needs to be detailed, maybe even put somewhere on a calendar that they can see multiple reminders to let them know that it's coming in a perfect world. That's what you would do is have those multiple reminders. Then this is another piece too you want to think through. Gather all the access information about your course or courses that you're planning to sunset or close or pause or whatever because some courses have certificates, levels reached, package, specific level that they purchased, bonuses included in their purchase because they were on the webinar or not. You want to make sure all this information is retained thinking about that this morning and I'm like that's why tags are so useful because tags are the one thing even if I wasn't like I did download everything but let's just say I didn't I did let's say I just got my list at the very least if I left Kajabi with my list I would still have all the tags of what they had access to so consider looking at how you have that access information now and make sure that it's easy to access if you want to because people will ask about those things, right? You may also want to just export all sales information related to the program, even if it's stretched over years and years, which is also what I had to do to some extent because I wasn't on Kajabi the whole time. I've got so many. It's just nuts. Keeping good records is a good idea. Okay. Now you'll need this information again if you move to a new platform because there is nothing worse than moving only to have no clue what courses, levels, and bonuses someone should have access to. I do think at some point, if you, for whatever reason, don't have all the information, you might be just like, everybody gets everything that's old. <laughs> if you were in the old program, you get everything and then just give everybody access to it. That's the easy way because at the, that point, it's an old program. If it's truly outdated, you might be just like, hey, we're closing this. You're not going to have access to it anymore because it's not even, it's dated or whatever. But if you have a program, like Fearless Launching has very foundational, universal kind of principles of marketing and launching and that kind of thing. And so 
there are some parts of it that I might be like, well, let's move that out of here. But everything generally can be used, even if someone doesn't look at it for a few years. They can go back and be like, oh, okay, I can still apply this. All right. So the next part of this, and this is like a plan within itself, but I wanted to mention this is in addition to just making the plan for the when, what access, all that stuff, think about how can you foster some sort of community and still be really nurturing your community through this process, right? It can be bittersweet. It can feel really sad to you. And also it's a way to build that community and that trust with your students. And that means, for instance, you could ask your community, your alumni, your current customers, whoever is in your client customers list or students, encourage them to stay connected even after the course ends. Consider creating a little community just for alumni for all your programs that have been sunset, just so that you can stay in touch with them and let them know what's happening or a place that they can continue to learn and network with other people who've been in the program. And you can also just give your students and any behind the scenes or VIP or locked information about what's coming next, what you're up to. And that's another thing to think about too. So just because you're sunsetting a course doesn't mean you're sunsetting your relationship with your alumni. So really think through how can I stay connected to them even if we don't have this course in common anymore or it's our past course. And finally, you might want to create, like I said, like some sort of farewell event or a VIP call or a live Q&A or some way to express a heartfelt message to really just express gratitude for their participation over the years. This goes a long way into just continuing to build your brand. Everything you do, even when you're closing programs, is a way for people to know that they didn't make a bad choice with you. And if you do something in the future, maybe they'll make another choice to work with you. Okay. So this is the reason I wanted to do this is because I think that once you do this, as you go through the process of sunsetting your course, making that plan to close those doors, take the time to reflect on whether you want it to sunset or not, it's it's important to stop and be like, okay, what did I learn here? And you can, just as part of this whole community outreach and connection, you can continue to collect feedback from your students about their experience and that closure process because that can give you insights for future course creations. What did people love the most? This can give you clues to your next course, give you an immediate thing to pull out of your courses to sell perhaps. And It again says to your alumni, hey, you matter to me. I still want to serve you. Tell me what what you loved about this or you didn't love. Also, remember that sunsetting your online course is not just about closing one chapter. It's about opening the door for new opportunities for growth and learning. And there are so many ways this growth can be shared with your audience. The way you publicly share starting new things is really important. Sure, doing new exciting things that totally resonate with you is great. But changing what you offer every 8 to 12 months feels really weird to your most advanced students who've been like, I'm following that 
that way that they did their program and then three months in, they change. And you're like, wait, does that work anymore? Because I purchased that framework, but now you're doing this. So is that because it didn't work? So this is why it's so important to include your alumni and your existing clients in the process. And if what you sold them no longer works, tell them for you. You can tell them it will still work for you likely, but for me, it doesn't work anymore. And here's why. You've got to be willing to do that because I just think it's super shady. And I've been in programs that they literally changed, of course, not all at once, but in the first three months, I was part of them. And I was just like, what? What are you talking about? So think about that way you can continue to grow as you're going through this. Okay. So the question that I really want to get into next, and this is just me riffing a little bit on repackaging or creating something totally new. So if you've gone through all of this and you've really had some reflection time and you've made some connections with your customers, you may have some, maybe you've gone through the whole process and you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have sunset it. I guess it was good. Okay, so that's fine. You need to think about how can I repackage this, rename it, rebuild it, redo videos, redo the content, redo the curriculum. How can I change this so it is still an amazing experience for new people? Is there an offer I might want to make to the alum that is going to be different and new and they're going to be excited about it? Should I not talk about a repackage of the program and try to resell it to them? Should I create something new for these people? This is all going to be up to you, but there are options. I think sometimes we're afraid to close the doors on things that feel stable. And like I mentioned, I think in a few episodes ago, Fearless Launching, the program with six modules is gone. It's done. The alumni do have access to that ongoing because now I'm on a platform that doesn't charge me monthly. Now that I've got some new things brewing on Thrivecart Learn, I'm okay with that. They can just stay there forever. And if you're in Fearless Launching, I want you to have access to that content forever. And I will let you know if anything I'm recreating or repackaging or whatever has mostly that content in it, you're going to know. So I think that there's so many different ways to do this. Sunsetting doesn't mean saying goodbye to forever. It just means that format, that content in its current form needs to close because I need to create something else. There's got to be maybe for the same audience, maybe for a different audience. Maybe I'm done completely. I don't know. Maybe that's, these are all the things that you have to decide. So I want to hear from you. Are you considering sunsetting your course now or in the future? Or do you have thoughts about it? Have you already done it? Okay. I really want to just thank you for joining me as I explored the reasons to sunset your online course and some of the planning that goes into doing it thoughtfully and responsibly and sensitively and for your clients. If you have any questions about sunsetting a course, you wanna just share your experience, let me know, reach out to me, hit reply, reach me on Instagram, and I would love to chat with you. That's it for this week. I will see you on Monday, which is a day off for schools, mostly, <laughs> where I am. And so there will be a new refocus session, but let me just tell you, Monday will not be refocusing day for me because I will be busy with my kiddo. 
I will talk to you later and I hope you enjoyed this episode, got something out of it. I'll talk to you soon though. Take care.